When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. It's time for the whip around for Big Four, Australia's favourite holiday parks. Yes, it's time for the whip around for Big Four, Australia's favourite holiday parks. Your next summer break is waiting at bigfour.com.au. Explore and book today. And if you're fishing around the Ballarat region, make sure you stay at the Big Four Ballarat Windmill Holiday Park. First up, Redmond Richie Abella from Dreamcatcher Sports Fishing. The great man himself is on the line. Morning, Richie. Morning, guys. How are you? Going all right, mate. And you've had a bit of a interesting past couple of weeks regarding... Uh, we're going to talk a bit down the East Coast, Pat, uh, today, uh, down sort of Malacuta to Lakes Entrance Way. And Rich has been doing a bit of fishing down there. And he's had a couple of bycatches while he's been targeting the swords, which I do want to hit, his, hit him up about. But, Rich, how's the fishing been, mate? Uh, look, the, the fishing was amazing really and uh, about well possibly you know give or take about two weeks ago three weeks ago but obviously weather constraints sort of um, hinder that and we can't keep going all the time when the fish are on but uh, when the fish were on a couple of weeks ago we had a great run on the swordfish and um, consistently getting bites and uh, when we managed to stay attached to them we're catching them you know but we, we, we were getting bit pretty much on every trip there for a while. I think I went 10 straight without uh, without missing a day um, getting connected to a swordfish. It was just a matter of whether we got one to the boat or not. That was the difference between, you know, a, a really successful day and uh, not so successful, you know. Yeah, and Rich, you, you spoke to me a bit earlier. Um, this year has been a little bit uh, expensive the last couple of weeks. You, you changed your braid to coloured braid, which I found very interesting. Pat, you, you'll find this interesting too. Is um, you changed to coloured braid this year, Rich? Take us through what happened there. Oh, I just um, you know, obviously every season we, we sort of go through different products and, and we try different things, and um, you know, sometimes they really pay off and sometimes uh, they don't. I mean, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with coloured braid at all, and, and there's a there's a lot of good brands on the market, um, and, and I used it quite extensively when I went to New Zealand without a trouble. But I think when it comes to sword fishing, um, it it uh, it promotes possibly, and, and this is still unconfirmed, but never had this happen to me um, in, in, in a couple of seasons. And um, we, we just get a random bust off, like without even fighting a fish, just with the bait in the water waiting for a bite. And all of a sudden you, you'll part company with your gear and you lose, you know, more than half the spool full of braid and all your rig and everything like that. And uh, we suspect that um, it's possibly, um, you know, Midwater fish like frost fish, raised brim, most of the stuff down there's all got teeth. So if, if they take a liking to the colour changes and possibly think it might be food, they have a little bit of a peck at it and uh, see you later. 
Interesting, eh, Pat? It's uh, absolutely. It's uh, because what coloured braid means basically what Rich is saying is it might be every ten meters. Uh, your colour changes on the braid, and where it's got the colour change, it could be creating, like Rich said, a bit of sparkle, and that's the end of that rig. But Rich, you caught a couple of really cool fish. Now, I've never, I have not caught either of these. I've caught their brothers or cousins, as I'll call them. But you managed to land a poor beagle shark and an oceanic big eye thresher shark. Now, I've caught thresher shark and I've caught mako shark, Pat, but I've never caught either either of these two. And I think they were new to you, Rich, as well. Um, the oceanic thrasher wasn't. Um, I don't generally always publicise my bycatch. Um, I was on the rod for this particular one. We went and had a bit of a friendly day out, me and the, and the deckhand. It wasn't, it wasn't a day's work. We just, it was the last day I was going to spend in Mallacoota and we thought we'd try and go and catch some cable fish and that was pretty unsuccessful for us. But <laughs> while we were doing it, we, uh, we put at least one sword bait out. I can't bring myself to go out there without putting a sword bait out. And uh, yeah, we got connected to a 70, two kilo big eye thresher shark which is pretty much fishing and chasing all the stuff that the swordfish chase in that same zone actually in actual fact a thresher shark bite and a swordfish bite are almost identical because they attack the bait in a similar fashion the swordfish comes in slashing at the bait creating a sharp bounce and a rod tip and so does the thresher but he does it with his tail um, yeah. So you can be forgiven for thinking that uh, you've got a swordfish bite every now and then when you uh, hook a thrasher shark. But it, it's definitely not my first um, big eye thrasher. I can't say I've caught boatloads of them, but you know every season we tangle up with one or two. And I found it interesting that it was... Um, it was it was so publicised and interested uh, by a few people down south. I didn't think they were that uncommon, but apparently they are. But like I said, we've we've tangled up with a few of them. That's definitely not my first. But um, the poor beagle was uh, the day before we we tangled up with that poor beagle shark and and. Years and years ago, fishing off Tassie, I thought I'd actually tangled up with one then. And uh, after catching this one, I realised, no, that was just a small mako. There's absolutely no chance you can mistake a poor beagle for a mako. There's so many differences to the fish. It's ridiculous. Like, to start the biggest telltales, that really round dorsal fin. But they literally look like a mako shark had eaten too much and gone for a big-ass swim and swam into the canyon wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And they were both nice eating as well, Rich, too, on the table. Yeah, apparently, look, un- unfortunately, I'm not going to get to eat either of them because I really liked that uh, Oceanic Thrasher that I got, the big eye one, and um, that's going on the wall, so I'm getting a mount of that. And the client that caught the Paul Beagle had never caught one as well, and he's a bit um, partial to putting uh, trophy fish on the wall so he's going to mount that as well so neither of us got to taste them but apparently the poor beagle shark is absolutely amazing to eat which I'm sort of hanging to catch another one now (laughs) (laughs) Richie Abella from Dream Catcher Sports Fishing thanks for joining us on Real Adventures this morning Rich thanks a lot uh, boys and uh, enjoy the day and what's left of it yeah, that's right. And Rich will be heading down to Portland in the coming weeks. If you are after chasing a barrel bluefin tuna, make sure you give Rich a call because he's the man if you do want to catch and specifically target these big blue barrel uh, bluefin tuna because uh, he goes all right with them, Patrick. Old Rich does, so give him a call. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers. Up next, Lee Rayner from Fishing Edge and Game Fishing Fever. Good morning, Lee. Morning, mate. How are you going today? Going not too bad, mate. It's a bit cold, nice and early this morning, but what I've got you on the line today to do is basically cover 
all things freshwater. Now, we've gone through the saltwater, and I want to know what's yep. going on in the freshwater. What we're going to see over the next two months, what are people going to buy from your tackle store so they can go out and catch some of these trout and uh, other species on offer? Yeah, well, look, just like the, anything at this time of year, I think, Aaron, you know, it's not so much about quantity, it's about quality, and that's sort of what we work on in the salt at this time of year, and the same in the fresh. On the West Coast, you know, the, one of the great things fisheries have done is some of the rivers are open all season, so down the Hopkins, the Merai, all those areas, there's a lot of big brown trout to be caught. If people want to go and do that, the best time to do is after we have a bit of rain, and then you go and fish, like, big floating rapalas and stuff in the runs, and, mate, there's stacks of browns in those rivers that are, like, four to eight pounds, so if you want to go and chase them, there's that stuff to do. Um, the other stuff is those western lakes, Purrumbeet, Bull and Merai, all that sort of stuff. They have some phenomenal fishing in them for big, well, redfin in Purrumbeet and big trout, you know, and then you've got your nooks and your big brown trout and that in Bull and Merai and down rigging and casting lures and all that stuff is, is certainly something people should be doing if you like catching your trout and stuff like that mate and then the other one probably i would say a fish that you know it's the fish of a thousand casts have you ever caught a big cod aaron no i I, not a big cod i've caught some smaller ones i've never landed a big one yeah okay well this is sort of big cod time of year um and and if you're into chasing a big cod then places like Eildon and then all up around Shepherd and in those areas like in Mulwala and stuff there's some very very big cod to be found but it's a, it's a thing of putting in the time in the cold weather dawn dusk all that sort of low light stuff throwing big lures and, and the result can be you know those genuine meter plus cod that are weighing up over 80 pounds so um, they're, they're, the, they're the fish that you know you're not fishing for numbers but again it's, it's just a, a real trophy sort of fish that people like to catch so um, I've got two questions for you, Larry. Two questions. The first one's going to be the Chinook salmon. Pilchards is a great bait for Chinooks, aren't they? Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's quite an amazing thing. So it's inbuilt in them. They're a saltwater fish. They, you know, they come from North America and stuff. And um, pilchard is, is just a, a great bait for them, white bait, all that sort of stuff, because that's just what they, they know that they eat. They love oily stuff like that. So, and it's quite... Have you ever fished for them in, those, in Bulamero? I've never caught a Chinook salmon, to tell you the truth. Uh, it's not something I've done. Okay, I know you've done a bit they, of it. They fight. Like, Aaron, they are worth catching because they pull like nothing else. Um, and, and heaps of fun, like quite a unique way to fish. You can anchor up in like 80 foot of water and just hang a bait down, you know, 30, 40, 50 feet and have it hanging off the rod tip and you get this bite that can be anything like a whiting bite through to a full-on snapper bite. And, and, mate, the fish could be anything from like a pound to, to 12 or 14 pounds. So they're, they're yeah, pretty right. unique sort of fish to be catching fresh water. My second question is, I'm heading Nagambi Way over this weekend. As soon as I finish up here, I'm heading straight up to Nagambi. Um, nice. I'm, I'm going up there to watch a bit of footy, but the other thing is, obviously, I'll sneak a fishing rod in. Uh, any chance yep. of catching a fish? Yeah, definitely, mate. Nagambi's got some very, very big cod in it, but your other options are there's good yellow belly there, and there's some great red fin to be found as well. So probably just, you know, casting around the timber with small hard bodies and stuff, you get a bite. Um Mate, the main thing I'll be watching is just look for a bit of a, you know, if the barometer's going to be high at some point or work out, you know, if the barometer's higher on Saturday than it is on Sunday, I'd probably be looking at that sort of stuff. But, you know, just fish that, that morning and afternoon and, and you're a fair chance of catching definitely yellow belly or a reddy or something like that. It's just a, a great piece of water up there. Well, there you go. All things freshwater. Thank you, Lee Rayner, for joining us on Real Adventures this morning and uh, we'll catch you soon. No worries, boys. Lee Rayner from Game Fishing Fever. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.